Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1340, air date October 17th, 2023. This and StandTogetherHawaii.com, and I'm super excited to have Dr. Shiva on. There are so many things that we get to, I get to ask him tonight, and Dr. Shiva, he's amazing, you guys. I just watched one of his videos last night. If you don't know who this guy is, you got to know who this guy is. Uh, first of all, he's going to save our asses, in my opinion. Uh, he's a Fulbright Scholar. He holds four degrees from MIT, including a PhD in bioengineering. He's a scientist, inventor. Uh, he invented email. He invented email, you guys. This is the guy who is uh, who is the first guy that created a way that we can communicate with each other uh, virtually and digitally, actually. He's an entrepreneur who started seven successful high-tech companies in Massachusetts. He found, and this is what is really amazing. One of the things that's really amazing, he found the back portal in Twitter that showed how the federal government is censoring people, censoring people, which is taking away our, violating our First Amendment, actually our right to free speech, which is protected by the Constitution. And now he is running for president. So thank you so much, Dr. Shiva, for joining me. Good, good to have you, Michelle. I was asking earlier, you have, because uh, you're, that's a real scene. That's not a. This um, is real. So, yeah, so you may see some chickens or ducks walking by. You may see a cat try to chase the chickens. She never gets them. And, uh, but yeah, this is real. I'm on the big island of Hawaii. And yeah, so I, uh, it's definitely a real background. But so the cat never gets the chickens? Oh, oh, she gets the baby ones, but not the big ones. Oh, but yeah, and then oh, we yeah. have these massive, huge uh, Jersey giant chickens that uh, that chase her back. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that is a real scene and you might see some wildlife back there. Yeah. Dr. Shiva, my first question for you is your story. So there has been, uh, I've had my own journey in understanding what's happening in the world and that there's an evil that 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 is literally taking over all of the nations and what is your story to find to understanding or um, actually questioning the world and finding out who really is in charge what how did that happen for you well you know we talked about these chickens back there you know i grew up in two worlds in india i grew up in um bombay i was born in bombay india which is now called mumbai which is a city that's you know like new york on steroids you know um, but I also grew up in a which had scenes, you know, much, you know, you know, even more greenery, what you're seeing back there, you know, but that kind of lushness uh, um, in Hawaii. And my grandparents are uh, village farmers. So, you know, there was chickens and all these different animals, but they planted rice, you know, they were subsistence farmers. So I grew up in these very, very interesting worlds. And um, not only in those different scenes, you know, like a major city with all different religions and castes and um, but I, uh, and then this kind of scene, but also in a um, world of different kinds of systems. I know you just signed up for the warrior scholar program. And I developed that at, at MIT after 50 years of trying to understand how systems work is a curriculum I used to teach. Um, but system science, um, is what my journey has been about, you know, understanding and system science can be applied to anything, Michelle, you can apply to running a farm, you can apply to running family, you can apply to understanding your body as a system, um, you know, technology systems, political systems. We use these words systems, 
but rarely do people ask, what is a system? So that was my journey. So I grew up in this world of a caste system mm -hmm. in India, which is, um, it's sort of beyond racism on some level. It's sort of mixture of racism, um, you know, the right of people who were born into a certain birthright, bloodline, right? If you're born into this family, therefore you get all these um, benefits, right? You don't really ne never had to work for them, but you basically get things because you hit the birth lottery. And that's what the caste system is about. And the caste system evolved to basically uh, say that if you're born into a particular family, you will have the, you automatically are this uh, set of tasks or jobs that you can do and other jobs you cannot do. So you're born into a carpenter's family, you're not supposed to be a plumber, <laughs> or you're not supposed to be a scholar, you're not supposed to go to college, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's a very rigid system that was created. Um, originally, it was a guild system, but it was, you know, it was based on your meritocracy. Then it became birthright, and then it congealed into a very, very draconian system. And then it was actually going away, um, you know, embryonically, um, um, and the British resurrected it. Mm -hmm. during british colonialism because a great way of um, controlling people mm -hmm. now we you know i would argue we have a global caste system right where you're born into the kennedys and you get to run for president you can bullshit people you can murder people you can kill people you can lie cheat um and it's basically we have a global caste system that i call the swarm um, it's not really the swamp it's a basically decentralized set of people who communicate quote unquote telepathically but they all have the same interests you know, they may also have their minor differences in between like birds flying in a flock. They're not mm -hmm. perfect, but they sort of flock together. Um, there's a video, you know, we can point people to that really explains what that is. And people really enjoyed that. So that's been my journey to understand systems, medical systems, you know, and then integrate them and then find solutions. Um, so I grew up in a world where there was these ancient systems of Eastern medicine and yoga, and they used a whole language which most Westerners would think were sort of were woo-woo, you know, they couldn't understand that. Um, when I went in and out of MIT, starting companies, doing all my degrees in engineering, uh, design, architecture, um, and then biological engineering, I had the chance in 2007 to go back to India on a Fulbright to really understand ancient systems of Indian medicine, which I grew up around. But from an engineering approach, and I found out that the there are nine principles, which you'll learn about when you take the Truth From Health Warrior course, um, that operate every system in the universe. Now, in engineering, we have a certain terminology for those systems, which is the basis of how we build computers and build airplanes. But those same nine principles show up in ancient systems, yoga, uh, how we understand the body. So when you learn those principles, you literally can become your own teacher, your own guru, but at a very grounded level, um, I noticed in the new age movement and the health movement in the United States, um, people would use certain terms and they would become sort of esoteric. And then people would wonder why the Western scientists didn't understand them. This actually bridges East and West science and tradition, ancient and modern, and gives people a foundational knowledge base um, so they can go beyond diets, right? They can go beyond reductionism, which is, you know, uh, taking a problem and focusing on the parts of it, not going deep and understanding the system's nature of problems. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where we're at today. So it's very easy if you take a non-systems-based approach to manipulate people.
Um, so if you look at Zionism, you know, which is going on right now, which has been going on for the last, um, a lot of people think Zionism is Judaism. Um, they don't understand that Zionism is actually racism. It's anti-Semitism. Zionists actually hate Jews. Zionists have butchered Jews mm-hmm. in addition to butchering Palestinians, you know? Um, so when you take a systems approach, you're able to actually make sense of the world. You can see when you take a systems approach, you start putting pieces together. Hey, Netanyahu, there was a civil war going on against him two weeks ago, three weeks ago. People were protesting in the streets against him because they hated the guy. You know, he's a fascist scumbag. Most Israelis hate him. And he was about to be ousted and thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one data point in, a, in the system. Then you recognize that data came out about four years ago, five years ago, showing that in the Gaza Strip and the Palestinian occupied territories, there's uh, over 200 trillion uh, cubic feet of natural gas deposits and, you know, close to 2 billion barrels of oil. Okay. And the Palestinians have been inhibited from getting that through all sorts of nonsense so they can't be an independent people. So that's another data point. Then you find out that the United States financial system is collapsing. It's running Mm -hmm. on fumes. So it needs crisis to crisis to crisis so they can justify printing money. And then you intersect that with the fact that, as I mentioned, Zionism is racism. And in fact, it was the Zionists and Netanyahu and Mossad created Hamas Mm -hmm. to be the radical element that they could use as their controlled opposition against the secular forms of, um, you know, movements that were coming up within the Palestinians to create a secular, democratic, non-theocratic state. Israel is a theocracy, you know, not even, it's a Zionist political, not, you know, (laughs) you know, fascism that was created, which has nothing to do with Judaism. So when you intersect all that, you, what emerges out of intersecting those sort of five or six big pieces I just gave you, You put it all together and you connect the dots. It's what emerges is truth. The truth is um, this war in Israel is a much needed value for Netanyahu. It allows him to, like the Reichstag burning down by Hitler, consolidate power, tell people that we're all, quote unquote, unity, right? Unify people against a, quote unquote, enemy. It allows the United States now to participate in a war mm-hmm. to justify printing of money because the economy is actually tanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy is. Com- if you look at the stock market and you watch it, it, it's a. It, it keeps going up. It's 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 bullshit. The whole thing is nonsense. Yeah. It's not based on any fundamentals. Um, and then you look at the fact that um, uh, people have become very very clever at manipulating people psychologically. So people start feeling that there's nothing you can do. That the enemy is so enormous. And I think that's why they're showing all these killings and butchering on TV, including the destruction of Gaza, because mentally people start saying, well, I guess that's just the way it is. I guess there's what to do, you know, (laughs) what do we do, right? Um, And then people sort of go into their hideouts of desperation. The good news is we can do something. We have to shatter the storm. Uh, We have to destroy Zionism. We have to end a lot of this nonsense because none of it has to do anything that's pro, you know, American values, human values. Um, And we have a way to do that. Number one is uh, people need to understand how systems work. Without that knowledge, and the elites, by the way, go to places like MIT and Harvard, and they learn how systems work. And they use that knowledge to manipulate large masses of people. This is why the point oh 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 one percent control 8 billion people. They have a knowledge base of systems understanding. 
So, you know, given I used to teach this at MIT, I decided that it's very important that this knowledge reach people, everyday people. Because without understanding how systems work, people are always going to be one day they'll vote for Obama, next day they'll vote for Trump. Yeah. Next day they'll think Bernie Sanders is going to save them. Next day they think the uh, Tulsi Gabbard is going to save them, or Booby Effing Kennedy is going to save them. They keep jumping from bed to bed, to political bed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's one thing I yeah. I loved about what you're saying. So if you guys are watching this and you're you're like, oh my gosh, he just said somebody that I totally love. Look deeper into that person. Okay, I used to be a Trumper. I actually stood on the corner with my Trump flag. And then when he started, he started talking about the vaccine and that people should be taking the vaccine. He talked about remdesivir. I was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I've been in the health and fitness industry for almost 30 years and you don't take an experimental drug and expect it to help you, you know, with your immune system. And so when he was doing this, I started really questioning him. And also when, um, Robert Kennedy, when he said that he said, um, uh, that the vaccine, he just wants, he he wouldn't mind if the vaccines were mandated or he thought it would be okay if the vaccines were mandated as long as they were safe. And I was like, no, you cannot mandate free people. You can't. So I they started- Their loss was about mandating safe vaccines. Okay. So yes. we need to understand no. the biggest thing people need to understand is that once you take a systems understanding- you start realizing in any system, an engineering system, your physical body is a system, any system, um, systems are based on achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to achieve some type of health and well-being, right? You're, you're, you're using an autopilot in a plane. It has a particular goal to achieve a destination. Mm-hmm. So all systems have, intelligent systems have a goal. Non-intelligent systems sort of just bumble around. They have don't have goals. So it's actually two different kinds of systems. But um, intelligent systems, when they have a goal, um, there will always be a disturbance that'll come to take you off your goal. And in the political world, the elites have figured out that before they used to just shoot people, you know, and annihilate people if they, if you were opposed to their goals. But what they've recently done in the last 50, 70 years, they've created a cadre of the not so obvious establishment. People who literally say the things you want to hear, and this is their technique. And then you say, oh, Booby is taking care of it, or Tulsi Garrett, or Trump has got it under control. I don't have to be a citizen. I don't have to do anything. And then you realize that these people, anyone who gets mainstream, this is a litmus test, anyone who gets major mainstream media attention, positive or negative, is part of the establishment. And that's a very important thing to people understand. If you're watching Fox or CNN, whether the person's getting positive or negative media attention, they are part, they're the characters in a play. You know, in a yes. Shakespearean play. So um, if you look at Trump, I mean, Trump is just a, he's just a tool. I've met him. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He wanted to be an actor. You put put the lights on and he'll do his acting gig. Um, but he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He has no friends. You know, all the people around him use him and he uses them. Um, he, You know, he may be a quote unquote, a nice person, whatever you want to do that. He's not a good businessman. Um, I know people work very closely with him. Um, and, uh, you know, you look at his balance sheet, you know, meaning you actually look at his financial statements. It's like a billion dollars in assets and about $2 billion in debt. Okay. That's not, that, that means you have a negative $1 billion uh, problem. Okay. Um, 
so these people are made up characters. They have not lived your life, my life of, of building something, making something, inventing, innovating, having to actually work bottoms up. It takes a lot. It took a lot of effort as a 14 year old to create the first email system. It takes a lot of effort to create a company, bring together people, mm-hmm. actually make something. And these people have no idea of that. They're all, they're all professional bullshitters. Uh, Booby fucking Kennedy is just as, you know, a, he's a billionaire trust fund kid. You know, he's never worked a day in his life. Um, he can spit in police officer's face and get away with it. His family can murder women, dump them in, you know, Chappaquiddick, uh, do all sorts of horrible things. And they're basically mafia. That's what they really are. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to remind everybody the reason that that it controlled opposition that's what we're talking about because if you can control the opposition that the republicans and democrats are two wings of the same bird so it's it's really important and and now what they're creating is um the unit parties become so now they're creating fake independent movements robert you know our slogan since 2018 was declare your independence so kennedy steals our slogan they know that our run for president has created a massive vacuum because we are really hammering people like Trump and Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders, who are the controlled opposition that is created so people don't build a bottoms up movement. So Kennedy, who actually his people come to our meetings, they steal our content and literally repeat it word for word. The biggest thing is they stole our slogan, declare your independence. So he is now running as an independent, which is actually the fake controlled opposition against the quote unquote uniparty. So these people, uh, the swarm, as I call it, itself evolves to learn how to manipulate people. I think what's valuable with what's going on with Gaza right now, Michelle, it's, you know, friends of mine who are Jewish and are anti-Zionist, they say when it comes to Zionism, there's no like gray area. You have to be anti-Zionist if you're a human being. You can be a Jew, but you have to, it's like a very clear line. And that's what's going to separate you know, the wheat from the chaff. So mm-hmm. our slogan is, yeah, you want to talk about declare your independence booby? How about declare your independence from Zionism? He hangs around with the Adelsons, who are one of the most Zionist multi-billionaire family to get his money. Tulsi Gabbard goes to the Adelsons, okay? They hang out with Shomli Bobert, whatever his name is, okay? Who wants to annihilate and butcher all the Palestinians. Um, when the Gaza Strip event took, and by the way, many of these people have Israeli citizenship. Okay, Bernie Sanders is an Israeli citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Blinken is an Israeli citizen. Foreign, the Secretary of State of the United States is an Israeli citizen. Also a U.S. citizen, but mm-hmm. where are these people's loyalties? Um, so we have to recognize that their loyalty is to the swarm, their class of people, and it's not to us. And ignore their words. Look at what they did. Kennedy supported lockdowns in March of 2020. Tulsi Gabbard was supporting vaccine and mask mandates. Right. She's done nothing for the people of the island of Kauai, for example. Right. Which has had which has been used as a biological testing ground for, um, uh, you know, Syngenta, et cetera. She really has yeah, done Maui. nothing. She knows. Yeah, she knows all fires. those bougie. Yeah, she, she has not spoken out against the source of how they occurred. She came mm-hmm. in, gave some food to people. But all of her friends are people like Oprah Winfrey and all those people profit from the fires. Yeah. So. Um, they have these people out there to manipulate people so we don't build a bottoms up movement. So let me ask you about that, about the fires. What do you think, I, 
I I know it was an attack on Maui. What is your what is your opinion on the fires in Maui? Well, I mean, I, 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 I yeah. So I haven't had the chance. Look, I can just tell you this. I always follow the money. Okay. So if you follow the money, at minimum, what I can sort of conclusively say is whether you look at Maui, where you look at the fires in Canada, where you look at the fires in Australia, right? You'll find one common theme that arsonists were involved. Now you could use say that the arsonists could have been the government, right? Whoever they were. Um, but the policies of these local and national governments is they have no interest in stopping the arsonists. There's really no harsh laws against them. In fact, what's going on is that um, we have to intersect it with what's going on with carbon tax. The elites want to um, make sure every man, woman, and child, every business starts paying a carbon tax. In fact, their goal is to track each individual's carbon tax usage, link it with digital currency, and then intersect it with you know, social media, which everything's monitored through your devices. So that you, you as an individual will be in a digital cage. How much carbon tax is being used by you intersected with um, access to your bank accounts yeah. and then intersected with what you say and talk about, you see? So carbon tax is one leg of that stool. So if you step back and look at this, um, by way of example, in Canada, I believe, the carbon tax is around $70 per metric ton. Um, Justin Trudeau wants to get it up to 170 tons, $170 per metric ton, which will be taxed, you know, throughout. And I did a video many, many years ago on, um, and that explains the entire carbon tax system and why the Paris Accords were nonsense. But um, regardless, this is about enslaving people from the monetary standpoint. So whenever a fire takes place, it's very, very advantageous for the elites because they get to perpetuate, oh my God, see, the earth is getting warmer. Yeah. We must, we need carbon tax. You don't want fires like this. You don't want disasters. See, you lost your home. See what happened. That's because the earth is getting warmer. So they go back to that. And in order to prevent that, we must have carbon taxes. So everyone doesn't use fossil fuels, et cetera. So I just want to repeat. So those in power want to promote, um, they, they need to get another pound of flesh from working people, which is carbon taxation. Carbon taxation can only be done if you make the people of the world accept, oh yeah, it's okay, yeah, I understand why I'm being taxed, because I'm helping save the planet. Because when everyone gets taxed, including me, I'm going to be more conservative on how much fossil fuels I use, whether I have a car, um, and I'm fine giving up my freedoms to support carbon tax, right? Yeah. So, so I have a question for you about yeah. that. Um, well, first I wanted I want to say, tell people over 1,600 scientists around the world signed a declaration stating there's no climate emergency. Like a 50 year uh, 50 year uh, meteorologist and climatologist, Dr. David uh, Professor David Dilly said that 8,000 years ago, we were closer to the sun and we're moving away from the sun. So the earth is actually cooling down. This is all documented. But my question to you, because I know you want to be, you're running for president, which you have my vote on that. Um, what would you do about this climate narrative? Oh, well, first of all, um, if you go back to 2016, I did the first video saying why the US should pull out of the Paris Accords. I think got like about 100 million views. 
And it's a very nice diagram. People should watch it, which really explains the whole carbon tax scam. A guy that I know, a a, a colleague at MIT, who was a professor, Dick Lindzen, after that video came out, but he's one of the young, he was one of the youngest people in the National Academy of Engineering. He wrote to Trump and also get out of the Paris Accords. All right. And 140 professors attacked him. Um, but I, the, the, what I would do as president, number one, I think it's good we're out of the Paris Accords, is education. I believe education is the ultimate revolution. If everyone saw that video, no one would support carbon tax. It's it, in, in 10 minutes, people get it. But it's a very nice whiteboard video. You know, you actually explain to people, but, um, and if people understand systems thinking. So what would I do as president? Look, the presidency's corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. It's all corrupt. Um, every member of Congress voted for CISA in, on November 16, 2018. Trump signed it into law. Every member of the Senate voted for it. What is CISA? CISA basically said that the government can surveil us through social media companies. So we, there is no First Amendment. And Trump signed that into law. So those would be, you know, I gave money to Trump. You know, he had enough bombastic rhetoric that you thought he was real, but he was controlled opposition. He's owned by the Rothschilds, okay? And we can talk more about that if we want. But um, the bottom line is this, that um, we need to teach people system science. And if people understood the principles of system science, they would not accept this nonsense. So why do I say that? Well, one of the fundamental principles of system science is a concept called resilience. Systems are able to be resilient. Um, they're able to take a hit and come back strong. Okay. If you, you have those trees back there, when a big wind comes, they're not standing strong like this. They know how to bend and they know how to come mm-hmm. back. That's a feature called flexibility. But systems know how to maintain a homeostasis. Okay. And I'll give you a very simple example. If I took a very bright light and I shined it right into your eyes and you watch your pupils, they'll, you know, close, right? They'll constrict because the iris knows how to constrict. And and if it's very um, dark outside, right, the iris opens up, right? So the iris is a controller, which is one of the nine principles of systems, which maintains the same, you know, tries to make sure you can see, right? Your hypothalamus does that to your body. That's how you maintain perfect body temperature. Every system in the universe, intelligence system, has a controller which is able to maintain homeostasis. The earth is an intelligent system. All right, so when you look back about several billion years ago, the temperature of the sun was about one-third, two-thirds of what it is today. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's 6,000 degrees. If it was you know, 4,000 degrees roughly, what would you think would happen to the, how was the earth then? Was the earth frozen, right? Because that's what you would think. Well, the earth had running water, right? It had, um, how how is that? Well, it turns out um, that the scam called the IPCC, which is the organization that created the climate change models to predict how much ice would melt, let's say in the Arctic, right? Um, their models never included something very, very important, which is the brains of the climate system. It's called clouds. They left out clouds. Why? Well, it turns out the clouds, uh, recent research that came out, are very, very important to controlling temperature. So the clouds can, just like the iris of the eye, can 
create certain types of clouds which keep radiation, um, you know, uh, the surface temperature maintained at 15 degrees Celsius. And if it gets too hot, right, the clouds know how to open up to dissipate the heat, right, to let out the radiation. And clouds know how to communicate with the oceans. Um, matter and systems are not dumb systems. No. So yes. this is all left out. Of, but when you learn system science, you understand this, right? But if you don't, it's very easy to bamboozle people. And the theory goes, okay, you have the sun. It's sending a certain amount of radiation. Some of it bounces off the atmosphere. The other comes into the earth. And um, greenhouse gases, they exist. No one no one disputes that. And the theory is that when you increase greenhouse gases, more radiation gets trapped in the within the atmosphere and temperature goes up. Okay. This and now using these, and no one agree uh, will disagree with this. The issue is how much, how much does temperature go up? That's what science is about. So to do that, they created a model of the climate, which is new, and but they left out clouds. Big part of it. Right. What's that? A big part of the system. Well, it, it, it is the controller. It's like leaving out the mm -hmm. hypothalamus. If you let, yeah. left out the hypothalamus, you would think, oh, my God, I'm going to go out on a hot day. My body's going to increase 120 degrees. It doesn't because your hypothalamus knows how to control it, right? You sweat, these kind of things, right? So the body knows how to do that. And of those models, there's not one model they created, Michelle. They created 120 different models. And neither model ever converges to the same answer. So one model, when it comes to the ice caps melting, says all of it will melt. Another model says zero will melt. Another model says 50% will melt. There's about 100 different answers. That's not science. Science is based on evidence, and evidence is reproducible predictions. So none of these models converged to an answer, which, which is what you should get if, they, if it was evidence. So the whole thing is bullshit. It's made up, on, made up of bullshit, bullshit piled up on bullshit. Um, yeah. And the people talking about this have no idea of engineering systems science. They're a bunch of morons. By the way, Robert fucking Kennedy promotes climate change. Booby Kennedy, as I call him, promote used that as a basis to promote lockdowns in March of 2020. He was absolutely fine with lockdowns. He said they're going to stop the spread of COVID and it's going to help the climate. The guy's a fucking idiot. The yeah. only reason he, yeah. is, he can run is because he has a name called Kennedy and he comes from a mob family. Yeah. And then one, the last thing I want to say about that is the founder, the co-founder of the Weather Channel, John Coleman, he actually went on CNN and he was saying there's no climate emergency. There's I remember, this this, is, yeah. I remember that. And he was like, I just want to get this in because the guy kept trying to talk over him. But let's go back yeah. to the Zionists because. Um, well, well, I just want to finish with the Maui yeah. fires. Oh, good. So yes. The Maui fires, just to close the loop on that. And the Canadian fires. And the, the swarm loves fires. They're the actual arsonists. They love fires because, A, um, they can promote the climate change narrative. Oh, my God, see what's happening. The work. But in every one of these fire situations, there are many ways that you could have averted those fires. Mm -hmm. A, proper forest management, which the indigenous people did for thousands of years. They knew how to burn forests in controlled ways. They used to clean them. They used to put fire. I mean, farmers know how to do this. In Canada, I don't know if this is true in Maui, the government actually stops farmers from doing their work. When you try to do the clearing, they stop it. They don't do any of the forest management. Um, the other thing is, if you want to stop forest fires, you have to invest in some infrastructure, you know? And that uh, infrastructure includes, you know, having enough of those airplanes that can drop water. 
They don't invest in any of that, okay? And they don't have any harsh laws against arsonists. So one could argue they're actually arsonists. They because they're going to be able to in, uh, be able to take the carbon tax from whatever seventy dollars per metric ton to one hundred seventy bucks, which means every time a fire comes, they promote it, they do all the public relations around it, and in the case of Maui, certain people are making money off the depressed real estate and coming in and buying it. So it's like the elites always know how to make money off this stuff mm-hmm. and subjugate people. So we need to always follow the money and recognize intersect that with science and ultimately see what it does to enslave people and it doesn't affect our health. That's what we call truth, freedom, health. You know, the, the, our freedoms, you know, science, truth, and health are always intersected. You can't separate them. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead on the, you wanted to well, ask Well, actually, I, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because there's a couple of questions I have about the Maui fires as well. One is what can people do? Because this was, I interviewed a 48-year arborist who's been studying trees all of his life. He's gone to 38 different fire locations over 100 times. He looked at the Maui fires and he said, there's no way this is a normal wildfire. You know, our governor said it's a fire hurricane, but the trees didn't burn. The palm fronds didn't burn. And then they found people recognizable. They were actually just charred. My friend, he was in ground zero of Lahaina. He found a frog that was literally like, it looks mummified and it's, it's jumping, it's jumping and it's frozen. It's, it's like carbonized, but this frog is, is you can recognize it. He holds the frog and it's just this thing that's jumping. You can find that um, on my YouTube channel, Blossom Inner Wellness. But what, uh, uh, what is your take on direct energy weapons? The Arborist said the only thing that could do this is microwave energy. A fire captain said the same thing. 33-year fire captain. I interviewed him as well. He said, there's no way a regular wildfire would turn a house to ash, melt glass, and leave the trees standing. So what is your take on on what happened there? Yeah, look, um, you know, from an engineering standpoint, right? Um, I mean, microwaves have been around for a long time, right? Um, we don't know, you know, the government doesn't tell us. I mean, you can find it through certain papers, right? Um, we think science just stopped with your microwave oven. No, it continued. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm sure these weapons exist, you know. Um, the issue is um, we're never going to get disclosure about this because the swarm protects itself. Um, so. You know, I haven't had a chance to look at it, Michelle, but some of the things you're saying are quite compelling. Um, But at the end of the day, whether they're supporting arsonists or whether they're using directed energy weapons or whether they're flying from space or whether they're using aliens, whatever ways that they're doing, ultimately, why are they doing this? What is the benefit that they get? Their benefit to this is, um, in this case, to promote, well, it's always power, profit, control, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the opposition to truth from health. So once you understand that concept, then you can start saying, okay, if they're using directed energy weapons, if they're starting these fires, who benefits? Who makes profit? Well, carbon tax. Who gets power? Okay, get more real estate, right? People like Oprah Winfrey can go buy more. And who gets control? Because now you have people feeling helpless um, and they control people because they're gladly now going to pay for carbon tax. Oh, yeah, okay, my bill, I'm paying another 10% in taxes, right? 
So I think that's what we should start focusing on. Um, like the flat earthers, you know, for example, they talk about flat earth. All right. The earth is flat. Okay. How does that change your life? <laughs> yeah. Still have to live under the same subjugation, right? That does, does the fact that the earth is flat affect any of the people being bombed in Gaza right now? It doesn't. So we need to start recognizing that there's many, many ways that the elites are manipulating people, whether the earth is flat and not revealing to us the origins of human beings, right? I mean, you could go down the list of things, but the issue is what can you affect in your life and what can we do individually and collectively? And this is a much more of a rational and thoughtful process we have to do because a lot of people on social media channels start talking about all stuff, but they don't give a solution. What are yeah, we supposed I to do? Exactly. Right. And the solution here, history shows is, is not many, there's not many opportunities. There's not, there's not like a hundred solutions to this. There's, there's only one. And that is we must build a movement. And the word movement has been misused by these same controlled opposition scumbags. A movement is actually a bottoms up movement where people understand the dynamics of how the elites manipulate you. So that's sort of the engineering piece. It has to have a very clear vision, truth, freedom, health. And then there has to be something that you do as an individual on a day-to-day -day basis. And that action can only occur in a decentralized way, one-on-one, -on -one, locally, you know? So, um, you know, I've been fascinated by movements since I was a child, since I was a four-year-old kid. I studied all of them. Um, and I ultimately came to the conclusion, a simple flyer, you know, printed flyer, handing out to people is is a very, very powerful weapon. Um, you may know on our website to make this real, um, we- Yeah, I can- Yeah, if, if you can I go can to- I can do a screen Shiva, share. Yeah, if you can go to shivaforpresident.com, so, um, and shivaforpresident.com, yeah. And you'll notice this is our website. On the right side, there's something called free downloads. If you click on that, on the far right, down right there, Michelle, under shop. Oh, okay. There's a, yeah. Um, we have open source a lot of this, okay? And if you go down, one of the most important flyers that we have, we um, right here. Oh, uh, let out. me let me open oh. up on a on a different channel because sometimes it's oh, is images not working? Okay. Yeah, let me stop share for a second um, yeah. and fix that. But yeah. yes, I agree right. with that because one of one of the um, uh, well, first of all, I just want to let everybody know uh, go to. Uh, shivaforpresident.com because i signed up for his gold membership oh that was truth health freedom truth freedom truth health, health. Yeah, yeah. truth freedom health.com yeah. but uh i'm definitely on board with that i'm going to be volunteering to get you on the ballot here um on the big island or in hawaii and super excited that that that's that you're running and, and that this is possible for us because i've been studying this stuff for a very long time as far as the elites and who they are and how they've been running the government. And it's just, um, a part of me has been, are, how do we stop this? Like I've, I've been at a loss a little bit, like, how do we stop this? This is so, so huge. So I even no, had somebody yeah, tell so me, here, Michelle, here. don't do anything because they have too much power. And I'm like, no, we have to do so, something. Can't just kill so over. This one page flyer is the weapon on how to stop these people. Okay. First of all, my run for president recognizes that nothing changed. Elections are selections. You know, they stole my election in 2020. Uh, we proved that. Uh, we're the ones who, and when we proved that, you know, they delete. They, these guys don't even follow their own rules, okay? They're all scumbags. 
Um, they do not want someone like me who actually comes bottom, so who's earned everything I have, um, ever uh, being able to win an election because they have their boys, right? The Trumps, the Kennedys, the Gabbards, right? You can go down the list. But this, the reason this flyer, this is this flyer probably took me 40 years to do it. Let me tell you why, because I learned how to hand out flyers when I was a student at MIT. We used to create them. We started an independent newspaper, which was just a one-page piece of paper. And that's and we would write different articles. Now, the re, the reason this flyer, it's actually it's a it's a technology, actually, it's powerful. First of all, the header says the lesser of two evils is killing our children. All right. So this has been what's been going on. People come to voting. Oh, I'm going to vote for that person. Yeah. Uh, Booby Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a scumbag, but he's a lesser of two evils. Oh, I'm going to vote for Trump. He's a lesser of two evils. Right. And why? So that's the problem. And the reason we want to share this is look what it's been happening to children. This yeah. line represents the fact that the lifespan of the American public has been going upside down. And the rest of the world is also, you notice this is also going to go upside down over time. Okay. And the rest of the world follows America. So this should compel people into action. If you have a child, your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you. How is that possible? Well, the, and it's not the vaccine. It's much more complicated than that. What you look at is this has been happening since 1980 by policies that were created by the Kennedy administration starting in the 1960s. All right. And so that red line represents all the destructive things that have taken place to people's physical bodies, stress, the income inequality, not any real trusted relationships in the United States, right? People don't have community, um, the poisons in the environment, right? The healthcare system, doctors are more into billing you when they're looking at their iPad than actually figuring out what's wrong with you, right? Um, so it's the policies of the swarm have created that line. And it's not something that occurred overnight. Um, this is Democrat and Republican, Kennedys and Trumps, Bidens and Reagans, all of them. And so that's the first identification, Michelle. What is the problem? Yeah. And how do we compel people to action? Well, if you really care about children, maybe you have them, you don't. But this should make you realize this should be probably the most. And I'm the only candidate discussing this graph. No one else is. So that tells you something. They don't give a damn about you. They're fine with you killing yourself. They're fine with your immune systems being shot. Okay. They'll have their spas. They'll go to their anti-aging treatments. They'll eat organic food. They live quite well. All right. Um, but what this says, we need a systems overhaul. This is a systems problem. This is not a problem that you can do by voting for somebody. Okay. It's not going to do it. And you need a bottoms up movement. So the left side of this flyer in a very succinct way points everyone to look, they're killing your children. Then it, this, um, will go to the, if you go to shatterthesworm.com, there's a very powerful video I do with a, 15 minute video is actually a longer form, but you can understand from an engineering perspective, who is, are the people that control us? Power profit control. How do they do this? Their feedback mechanism of maintaining control. So I recommend everyone see that. So these two things show people the effects and who is the swarm. The right side, Michelle gives people the solution. Well, you know, our campaign is the only one bringing this about and we're the only ones who can save your children. It gives people the ability to join the educational program to understand system science. You don't have to spend 30 years to going to MIT. This is sort of MIT education in a box, right? The elites learn this knowledge. 
So like Prometheus bringing fire, I've taken this knowledge so it's accessible to everyone. And then we want people to come to our town halls. We do every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. You'll learn about, and you can, so when you're handing this out to people, you're not leaving people hopeless. Look, here's the problem. Here's the people causing the problem. Hey, this guy's running for president. And by the way, separate from him, you can learn how to be your own guru and get educated and invite other people to come to understand we have solutions for the healthcare, the environment, education, innovation. And we teach people those solutions, Michelle, at those events. So it's not like I, my campaign is not saying, oh, when I get elected, I'm going to do this for you. We're already doing them. It just so happens if I get elected, you and I would do more of it. There, nothing would change for me, but we would reach a, this conversation, hopefully without shadow banning of the president, would reach 8 billion people. And we would be educating people, you know? Uh, so so one, one more thing. One, this is so great. You guys go to his website, shivaforpresident.com. Learn more about this because we do absolutely need a movement like this uh, coming and people coming together. That's another reason why I've been wondering. I was wondering about Trump a long time ago because there's such division and we need to be unified. Uh, but I do, I want to go back to Maui because I have one more question on Maui. Is there yeah. anything that you think the people can do now in, in the, in, in after these, this amazing atrocity, you know, the governor is completely ignoring us. And uh, is there any way we could have, we could get uh, an investigation around this, what happened to the people? In well, I think, I think the first thing, the opportunity we should probably do like an analysis of the, I did this on the Canadian fires, we should do it for Maui, a systems analysis. I really believe, um, Michelle, that the elites will do one crisis to another and yeah. another crisis, another crisis, another crisis. And they want us to be reacting and then we go back, reacting. Um, the real issue is to create a, um, you know, enough set of people who understand the system's dynamics. And that's a field, by the way, of how they do this. So one Michelle, you know, Melendez who understands this is equivalent to an army of about a million people. Because when you raise your consciousness, understanding these principles is going to seem maybe a little bit weird for people. But when you actually raise your understanding you actually send out a wave of consciousness to others. And the deeper you raise your consciousness, this is why, you know, throughout history, there have been people called gurus or enlightened people. And one of those people affect a lot of people because they're going to the root of the problem. You know, Buddha went to the root of the cause of suffering, which he said it's ignorance, right? Christ, most of his fights were against a not so obvious establishment. You know, um, the history of Christ's efforts was not against the Romans, but against the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. Um, who were the people who talked the world of God, but they were actually doing everything against God, right? Yeah. So um, I am convinced, look, they may drop nuclear bombs tomorrow. They may keep doing more and more and more things. But without us understanding this, this dynamics, we're just going to be jumping around. Okay, I'm going to go to this protest. Today. I'm going to go to this protest. But what? It, who, what is the dynamics? Oh, I'm going to, oh, Tulsi said some good things. Let me vote for her. I think she's going to help me, right? But a movement must have a scientific basis. Just like if you want to create an airplane, you have to understand Bernoulli's principles. 
everything we have, if you're going to do farming with your chickens, right? There's a process. You have to know how to build a chicken coop. They have to know, right, um, what they need. There's It's an ecosystem you're providing them, right? Everything has a fundamental engineering systems approach. Building a movement, people think, oh, I'm just going to go sort of do it. It doesn't work that way. There is a physics to it. And that is what I've uncovered. And people need to understand that physics. But without that knowledge, so I always say whenever a crisis comes, let's say in where you are, Oahu, right? Big Island. Big Island, yeah. You, you need to have in 10 good people who actually understand this. Because once you understand this, and that now we go educate people, hey, look, let's say we create a fire, the real cause of the Maui fires. In that flyer, you have to expose Tulsi Gabbard in your region. Why? Because there's a lot of people who think she's their savior, that she's going to do something. So that's what I'm saying that people need. To, and, and you can say, look, she ain't going to do anything for you. You have to do this. She's actually sold you out. And that messaging, that education needs to happen a priori. Otherwise, what happens is when a movement builds, Michelle, we've seen this many, many times, the elites will you know, parachute in their fake leaders and they will put down the movements. Oh, I have it under control. Yes, I agree with you. I too am angry. You know, they'll have these speeches. Um, yeah. And the only way we're going to win this is uncompromisingly building these bottoms up movements to the extent when a crisis like Maui occurs, it's an opportunity to talk about it. But the quote unquote immediate thing is to educate people on the system's dynamic of the governor, of the fact the left and the right. That's what it's about and compel people into action. But without that understanding, nothing's going to happen because we're just going to do something evanescent, you know, you know, very ephemeral that'll occur for that situation. And then it goes away. Mm -hmm. This keeps occurring. And that's what the elites want. They want you to. Right. So I'm of the opinion that if you want to build an airplane, well, you have to go get an aeronautical engineering degree and you have to learn the Bernoulli's principle. Okay. Um, I want to deliver truth, freedom, health. I want human liberation. How are you going to do that? That's a pretty big engineering problem, right? Um, and just like for thousands and thousands of years, people wanted to fly like birds. It didn't just happen. You have once Bernoulli understand Bernoulli's principle, then we could build airplanes. And Similar to that, as an engineering scientist, that's what I've discovered. And that's been my journey. There's a video you may just want to play, people, that that if you go to so if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, I want to encourage everyone to go here because just like the invention of the email was a solution, Truth Freedom Health is actually a technology, it's a community, it's education, it's a number of those things. It's not any one thing. It too is a system. Can you bring that up, Michelle? And make yeah. sure. When you bring that up, you check off, you know, share audio, you know? Yep, let me get it up. I'm going to put it on my other um, um, my other drive. So let me share screen. But you make sure when you share, share, it says for the window, the audio can be shared. You see that? Yep. Okay. So what I, I want everyone to, I want to just take a little bit of a breather. I just want to grab some water. I want people to understand we have a solution and the solution is not something opportunistic like you just do today. So if you go there, Michelle, and you scroll down. So Truth for New Health, like I mentioned, is a community. It's an infrastructure. The left video, we don't need to play that, but I encourage people to go watch that. It's a great, great video. Um, everyone will understand who is the swarm. 
okay? Who is behind all this? And it's a video um, that doesn't say it's a Rothschilds, it's this person. It really teaches you who the swarm is. The yeah. right, the right video, Michelle, if you can play that, um, and you may want to go full screen on that. Yeah. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. 
And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. I love it. I love it. Um, I love that. That's fantastic. Well, so that really, um, I like to play that video, Michelle, because it educates people. But Truth Freedom Health is not just a curriculum. It's a movement. It's about a half a million people in 120 countries now. And the common commonality about these folks who are attracted to this is they are they really want to figure out how we achieve truth for health. it's not like let's just have a band-aid solution yeah and and they are committed to becoming leaders their own uh, um and the cons concept we have is learn teach and serve so you learn it and then you get to teach it and you have to serve by getting on the ground and educating others so that's a model but um, I love it. that's the solution. There's no way. By the way, someone, um, some my uh, one of my friends has texted me. Apparently, Israel embassies all over the world are being stormed right now, and the 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 one of the most important shrines in Iran has just raised the black flag, um, which is a very important symbol. Um, and it, one is in solidarity with the people fighting, but it also uh, apparently it's a symbol of um when people are ready to go to war <laughs> um and and, and basically in solidarity we'll see what's going to happen but yeah this is you know you could argue that the elites want a war because you know in 2008 when the bankers crashed the economy mm -hmm. obama came and lifted them up they should have been if, if it was true market capitalism it should have been they should have all been thrown out of business yeah. And many of these bankers are Zionists, right? Um, and they have to acknowledge that. And but Obama saved the Zionists on Wall Street. Yeah. And then what happens is in 2019, 2020, the economy is going to crash again because it's running on fumes. They just pump money in. And guess who comes save them then? Trump. Trump's job, you know, he brought in Jared Kushner, who's Zionist Maximus, right? Um, and Trump, they but this time instead of people's eyes going towards the economy they created this thing called the pandemic mm -hmm. and the pandemic was used so they could print more money so if you remember the stock market went down and then trump brought it back up that nice v right and again the economy is running on fumes so for the zionist elites or the swarm globally they need another crisis so people don't put the eye on the ball on the fact that these economies are running on fumes 
And yes, every, and every, I want to add, I want to add into that yeah. that the World Health Organization is wanting to put out the pandemic treaty as well as amend three hundred um, of the documents in the uh, in the health agenda that they have. So that is another thing that I'm like, this is distraction. It's murder. They don't care who they're killing. And when you were talking about the Zionists, there's a reason why Israel was put there for the strategy of what they wanted to create, which is World War III, in my in my opinion, because these yeah, people- Yeah, and, and, and the biggest, you know, there's two types of Zionists. There's um, the Jewish Zionists, but the more potent ones in the United States are the Christian Zionists. These crazy evangelical idiots who they ask for money all day long, right? Um, but they take the broad mass of poor white working class people and they convince them that, you know, we have to we have to make sure we get back our homeland in Israel, all this rhetoric, which has nothing to do with anything Christ ever talked about. And and the Christian Zionists are the ones that the Jewish Zionists use to get all the American public um, to support Zionism. And that was Trump's job. Trump, um, all of his messaging was aimed to attack, you know, to control the Christian evangelical Zionists, you know, at the at the base level. Um, and so it's very, very unfortunate because these are hardworking, poor people, white working yeah. class people who are being manipulated to support a fascist, racist, anti, and by the way, Zionism is anti-Semitic. It's very, very important. So can you, can you explain a little bit more about what Zionism is? Because I know it's British yeah. imperialists, but let, let people know exactly what is Zionism. Yeah so, so, yeah, so I think it's really, really important that people understand the fundamentals, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and you have to go back to, again, study history, right? Which we teach people truth, freedom, health, because without that, no one understands why you have to build a movement. People think, oh, you just vote for somebody and you should be happy you get the lesser of two evils. But if you study history, um, one of the things that people will discover is that in the 1800s and the late 1800s, there was a growing sentiment that there would be a major revolution, a workers' revolution of working people. And um, it was always thought of that that workers' revolution would come in Germany because Germany had the most advanced industrial base there you know people were tied to their factories and machine you know so anyway that was what people were looking forward to and that zeitgeist people are looking that they knew there's going to be a workers uprising in germany all right so as a part of that you had trade trade union leaders coming right people are organizing workers and factories trade unions um, um uh, a number of those trade union leaders were jews okay uh very intellectual uh, Jews, some of them were from working class, okay? There were also the bourgeois Jews, okay? The financiers who lived in Europe and places like Germany, who frankly didn't give a damn about the working class Jews or for that matter, anyone. Um, and discrimination did exist, right? Um, and so, but we have to understand that the Jews in Europe and Germany had been there already three, 400 years. It would be no different than um, Michelle people being in Vermont for 300 years, right? Since let's say the colonists came from England, and and uh, okay, right? So there's discrimination taking place in Europe. So how do you fight discrimination? 
Well, the union leaders and the trade union leaders are saying, oh, we, we're, it's, you know, we're not going to run away somewhere. This is our land. We've been here for 300 years. We've contributed. We're going to fight here, okay, um, in a very progressive way, fight. The other trend that came up was a cultural nationalist trend. And I use the word cultural nationalism. It's a very important political concept, which is different than progressive nationalism. Cultural nationalism harks back to some olden days. You know, oh, I remember when, you know, we enslaved women in the good old days. You know, let's go back to those days. You know, or, you know wasn't it great when we had slaves, right? That's a form of cultural nationalism. Um, so that was headed by a guy among the Jewish cultural nationalist guy called Theodore Herzl, H-E-R-Z-L. And Theodore Herzl said, you know, this is not our land. I want our own homeland, this concept. So let's all leave Europe. This, this was very similar to Marcus Garvey in the 1800s. And this was a thing in the ether about people trying to fight discrimination of black people. Marcus Garvey said, oh, America is not our land. Let's go back to our homeland, Africa. And he actually got some ships and they went back to Liberia forgetting that the African kings were also slaves. It's not like everything was peachy keen in Africa. And um, if you go look at the history of Liberia, the blacks that went back from the US back to Liberia ended up becoming the most impressive fascist people in, in Liberia. So cultural nationalism is not a solution to racial discrimination, okay? Um, so Herzl created, manufactured, this political ideology called Zionism, made it up. And he dug up some 3,000, 4,000-year-old reference. Oh, yeah, thousands of years ago, we were over here, and we deserve our homeland. That would be as ludicrous as the Vikings sitting in Iceland saying, oh, we're being discriminated. Yeah, let's go back to our original homeland, which was Vermont, because we were there. Okay? Wow. So, um, and in fact, the Zionists had many, many congresses. In the sixth Zionist conference, um, the big debate was where would we go? And their number one choice at that point was Uganda. Okay, East Africa. Um, it's just to understand, okay? So it's a, it's a manufactured ideology. Yeah. It's based also on the fact of the Jewish people are the chosen people and everyone else is secondary to that, okay? It's a racist model. In fact, a UN resolution was passed that Zionism is racism. And then the Zionists um, really got upset and they did all sorts of backroom deals to reverse that. But if you study Zionism, it is a political ideology. And another very important point people need to know, and you can do your own research, during World War II, the Zionists and the Nazis were one. They worked together, okay? Um, That's, yeah. That's Jews not a surprise. <laughs> Yeah. What? I Jews get that. were actually yeah. wanting to fight Nazism because, again, many of the great uh, trade union leaders were Jews who wanted to build this bottoms up movement. And you know who uh, the Jews and the Nazis butchered together were those Jews. I'm sorry, not the Jews, the Zionists and the Nazis. Many, many examples, like in the Warsaw Ghetto, where the Jews were wanting to fight Hitler and the Zionists disarmed, collaborated with the Nazis. So everyone needs to recognize Zionism is not, you know, Judaism. It may have like certain symbols like cross and this kind of stuff, right? 
or whatever, I'm sorry, the star of David, just like the Vatican has nothing to do with the teachings of Christ. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They put the cross there or the Brahminism or the caste system has nothing to do with Hinduism. So all these religions hijack the teachings and then they morph it into some thing that benefits power, profit, control. And people need to recognize this. So that's why it's really disgusting that many of these Brahmanical caste people are promoting Zionism. You see, because they're all the same club. Whether you're the Vatican, whether you're Zionism, whether you're the Brahmanical casteist elites of Hinduism, you all are one, so you all support each other, right? Because it has nothing to do with the original teachings in any of these great religions, right? So that's what Zionism is. Zionism, the simple definition of Zionism is racism. Zionism is anti-Semitism that serves the forces of power, profit, and control. So on a presidential question, how would you get the U.S. away from the oh, there, new world here are order. some simple things. No one, no more dual citizenships. You cannot serve in government if you're an American citizen and an Israeli citizen. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and by the way, any U.S. citizen can participate in the Israeli army and fight. Okay, um, so you can look at Anthony Blinken. His grandfather was critical. Um, uh, to uh, creating Israel. I mean, his whole lineage is Zionist. I mean, when he goes to, you'll see him hugging people when he gets off the plane much more, you know, warmly than he hugs people in the United States. You know, who are these people serving? Yeah, you know, this exactly. Is, this, exactly. Is, this, is, this is who they're serving. And by the way, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. No. Um, you don't in fact, I don't Jewish. think the British are. I mean, some of the British people and these imperialists are. are I don't think they are Jewish. Yeah. So I have I have a couple uh, of presidential questions. Can someone someone just sent me a note. Apparently tonight there's going to be a full scale war in Lebanon. Um, so I'm getting you know regular feeds here, but yeah. So so the Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. Netanyahu is Satan incarnate. This guy's fucking crazy. All right. He was being ousted. By the way, there are Israeli people in Israel who are against Zionism. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right? So this needs to be understood. And there was going to be a civil war against Netanyahu. And they don't care that they're killing billions of people. There's an agenda. There's an agenda around this. And it's it's absolute evil is what they're doing. And Yeah, so this is no longer a war. This is about good versus evil. Yeah. And um uh um this is really about good versus evil this has it's it's beyond anything you can imagine and you look at a netanyahu you have to understand that it was mossad mossad's thing is uh through deception we shall win war that's their slogan that's their motto okay through deception how the hell does these little paratroopers come into israel supposedly have the iron dome they've funded hundreds of billions of dollars from the us hamas was funded by Israel, was created by Israel yeah. as early as 2019. Uh, Yossi Cohen, who's the head of Mossad, went to Qatar and told them to fund Hamas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the biggest opportunity here is for the American working people to rise up and, you know, destroy Zionism. Zionism is, is anti American, it's anti human, it's anti Semitic. It has nothing to do with anything you would read in the core values of the Declaration of Independence or the U.S. Constitution. 
yeah. it's antithetical to all of it. And, and the only force right now that's sustaining, manipulating people on the ground level is a Christian evangelical Zionist. Go look, at, listen to those crazy fucking preachers. Nuts. They you know, these people are mouthpieces for Zionism. And it's about money. It's about money and power. It's it always that's, you know, that's the way it's been for hundreds of years. We have been enslaved by the, well, the Catholicism, which created the Jesuits, which created all of the front secret societies with the Illuminati and the Skull and Bones and all of the other ones. Uh, so I do. Yeah, so as president, I would make all of yes. the secret societies illegal. You know, I think we should immediately um, all of these. Uh, uh, you can go to a site called APAC and you'll see all the people in Congress who are um, they have to be Zionist to get funded. Sheldon Adelson, who passed away several years ago, one of the big magnates of casinos. His wife is still alive. Every president has to go and bow down to him to win a presidential election. He funded Trump a lot. Okay. Um, you go look at the pictures. Tulsi Gabbard hanging around with his wife. I mean, anyone who, I mean, this is why they have, this is why I spend a lot of my time educating people on the Tulsi Gabbards of the world. It's easy to expose the Bidens and the Clintons. That's easy. It's a no brainer. But it is a Tulsi Gabbards. It is a booby effing Kennedys. I mean, yeah, I know movies. this is going to break some people's hearts because I'm going to post this all throughout Hawaii and people are going to not not want to believe this. The, the white but liberals in Hawaii need to wake the fuck up. OK, booby fucking Kennedy is not your savior. I was the one in 2020 in the medical freedom movement who started connecting the dots. And I, as a non-white, non-liberal, had to expose him. And the people who opposed me were all these white liberal bourgeois women who give money to him all day long. Because maybe they want to hang out with him, maybe they want to sleep with him, but they're surely many of them have guilt because they jabbed their kids multiple times. But Booby fucking Kennedy still believes in vaccines, mm -hmm. wants quote unquote safe vaccines, wants to expand the government to continue vaccination, and he's a scumbag. He literally sends people to our events, Michelle, steals our slogans because he knows we are the real movement. And the Kennedys have a history of hijacking political movements. John F. Kennedy is a complete reckless idiot, okay? Um, he, he had venereal disease. He wasn't supposed to even get into the Navy. His father made some calls, got him into the Navy. He blew up boats, right, PT-109. And then it was one of the biggest blunders in World War II. His father made him appear like a hero. And then, he, you know, he's the one who brought in the warmonger Kissinger into the White House. It was Kennedy who started World War I mean, the Vietnam War, he escalated it. He wasn't fighting. By the way, people say, oh, my God, the CIA took him out. The FBI, no, no these people are mob families. You know, you're never going to find out who killed Kennedy, nor should we care. Who killed yeah. Sam Giancana? Who killed, you know, all these um, thugs? You'll never find out. Yeah. So they have us feeling sad for these people. Okay. Booby Kennedy made sure everyone coming into his home had the mRNA vaccine. And then he blames his wife. So when are people going to connect? Why are you looking to people who live in Malibu to save you? Yeah. And this is basically um, a reflection of people who have no integrity, no respect for the, themselves and hardworking people like me and you and others who built their lives bottoms up. Kennedy, everything was given to him. He failed the bar exam multiple times. He's a, he's a dumbass. Okay. Yeah. And the one thing I want to share with people, this country has been infiltrated by this darkness for I mean, since before the civil war 
So we had a short time, a very short time after 1776 when we had our independence where we were free. And then when the Jesuits got back in power and uh, was it 1814, they made a plan to get to infiltrate all of the nations. And that's what they do. And that's what that is who is running things, you guys. So I do have some presidential questions because I know I've kept you on here for a long time. The border uh, crisis. And then I, I do prayers. So I do want to do a prayer with you at the end. Um, the border crisis. What would you do about the illegals? Because they're coming in that have already been in this country has changed it will never go back to the way that it was but millions of people have come across the border what we don't even know where half these people are so what yeah, would so you do as president so again wait, wait, if we take a systems approach michelle we will find out something very important first of all the drugs that come in over and the illegal Ill, aliens that come over it's all by design okay mm -hmm. Yes. Number one, this is neither Republican, Democrat or quote unquote independent wants to solve this. Why? There's a very simple reason they do not want to solve this because follow the money. OK, the drugs that are coming in here. And I did a video on this several years ago. If you follow the money. The drugs that are coming in here are actually a money laundering scheme. U.S. companies um, send goods and services across the border. OK, and they are those products are then converted to sales there, converted to drugs. The drugs are brought in back here, converted to cash and they go back to those companies. OK, it's a very elaborate money laundering scheme. Remember, um, these people are organized criminals. It's organized yes. crime. OK, um, so they're never going to end the drug because it's their medium for exchange. Many, so what would you do as ago. president to help to, to help stop this? Well, well, or so slow it down. First of all, we need to recognize we're run by organized crime. First thing is a broad mass of people need to understand this dynamic. That the Wall Street guys, the massive global two thousand companies. Um, uh, uh, when I went, um, a very interesting friend of mine, not a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine that I met. Um, he said, you know, and he was a, one of the biggest billionaires in the world. He said, you know, in my world, you're very naive. He goes, you don't understand. In my world, it's not money that's a currency. It's weapons, war, and, uh, uh, sorry, weapons, women, and drugs. That's the currency. So they're not exchanging in currencies. They're exchanging the weapons are the currency, women, mm -hmm. and drugs. So once people understand this, Michelle, they'll understand that we're living in organized crime. Yes. And one individual cannot change this. I can make people aware of it and the system dynamics, but broad masses of people need to understand. This. So what would I do as president? Let's say I'm in the White House. I would get up and I would do a systems diagram. I would call out all these people and I would educate people so people advance building a bottoms up movement. There's no other way to end this. So I would use yeah. a bully puffer to educate people on that dynamic, right? And there's a very interesting video I did. Let me give you on the illegal aliens. First of all, we have to go to the root cause. The United States had a policy of butchering people all across Latin America. When, when the Latin Americans would choose their own duly elected democratic leaders, we went in and we overthrew them. Yeah. Be it Allende in Chile. Um, you can look at you know, all different leaders because the United States capital interests wanted the mines in the copper mines. Um, you know. People rising up all over Chile 
against um, Pinochet, okay, it was a fascist general that we supported, um, Anaconda Copper Mines um, made sure we gave money to Pinochet in arms and we butchered these student protesters and buried them in the walls of the stadium. That was done by American imperialism. All right. So, so now, or Guatemala, all of these places, uh, they were a source of cheap labor for people. And we supported uh, so-called democratic country in the United States. We supported um, uh, dictators and extremists all over the world because that's how we control people. The United States, uh, you know, supported Saddam Hussein, United States. I mean, go down the list. The United States supported Taliban, right? Yeah. Because we, because, you know, Afghanistan has trillions of dollars worth of rare earth minerals and we we need fascism to control these people uh, by the way by way of example in afghanistan women had the right to vote long before american women okay yes. it's a very very uh, advanced country it was u.s imperialism that brought the taliban <clears throat> so we could have them to steal all the resources of afghanistan so illegal aliens we really need to reconsider this because many of the quote-unquote illegal aliens that um, I know actually worked their butts off. Okay? Yes. Well, my my father was one, and then he became a citizen back in back in the day. Right. But but so, I'm talking about the men. Like I've been hearing that there's there's uh, young men that are coming over like millions, and they don't know where they're coming from. But you're but it is the drug, child sex trafficking. It's all of that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's changing. It's, it's, but I'm saying there are two sets of people among the 25, let's say, illegal aliens in the United States. A majority of them, more than a majority of hardworking people. Um, and then there's a set of criminals. Obviously, you don't want the criminals here. But the majority that are hardworking, I would assert that you take those people and you give them the opportunity and path to citizenship, but they must start paying taxes. It would generate close to $2 trillion in tax revenue. I've done the math, right? So $2 trillion free dollars would come into the um, to the U.S. economy from that. And then um, you also need to do the inverse. And I've said this for many, many years, is that you have to reassess what citizenship means. What is citizenship? To me, service is citizenship. There are a number of quote unquote legal aliens who sit on their butts and they take advantage of US systems. They can, they're fully able to work and they're getting handouts and maybe they should be denied their citizenship and sent back to another country like deportation of those people. So they start valuing what it means to be an American. So you basically want to get back to this core ethos of he who works shall be fed and he who doesn't, doesn't get fed. You know, it's out of Thessalonians. So I think we need to go back to these very core values of what it means to be a citizenship. But the reality is the Democrats and Republicans of quote unquote independence like booby fucking Kennedy um, do not want to solve this because Thanks. the illegal aliens kept off the books, are paid very, very low wages, right? And so Wall Street benefits, and you can use them. So one wing of the establishment uses them to beef up profitability on Wall Street, and the other wing of the establishment uses them for votes, okay? And no one really cares about these people. Most of them were coming across the border because of U.S. imperialism, what it did into these other countries. So they have no interest in really building a wall. They have no interest in legal ensuring legal immigration. These people are used for advancing imperialism. Mm -hmm. So once that's the first thing that people kind of recognize, these people do not want to solve this. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, I mean, they're the ones that right. are like are paying for the planes to bring them in. So um, right. I have one last so, question for you. 
if you're yeah. but you want to finish that state that thought yeah but i'm saying we need to always go to the root cause and then recognize that there is a solution i mean congress they're getting paid money why are mm -hmm. they always you know doing recesses they should bring their sleeping bags they should stay there they should get up on a whiteboard and they should solve this problem but they want they don't want to the solution i just gave you the solution put all these people on a path to citizenship put all those americans who don't want to work you know on the path to de-citizenship and they're getting money you're going to make about probably four trillion dollars to you know with all the services right because you're going to send people out who don't who, who don't want to follow and you're going to bring people in who actually value this country so who's the illegal alien in that point right um but more importantly people start getting educated on this organized crime systems dynamic and once people understand that drugs are brought in as a vehicle for money laundering then people start to wake up and then people will do once people i really believe once people learn knowledge michelle consciousness raises yeah it's not like you have to lead people they're going to take matters into their own hands in their local communities etc but we need to educate people education is the ultimate revolution absolutely well that that's a whole other topic about education but my last question to you around your presidency is what would be the first executive order that you would sign first executive order would be to repeal the CISA Act of November 16, 2018. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution passed in 1791 says Congress shall pass no law to abridge freedom of speech. That's right. Congress. Well, on November 16, 2018, Congress unanimously, every single one of them, passed CISA, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, which created the infrastructure that I discovered in my lawsuit, which basically government and social media companies are one. And that censorship infrastructure was used against me, a U.S. citizen who was running for office in a Senate race, merely for the fact that I exposed the government destroying ballot images in a federal election. So in many ways, I'm a political dissident, you could consider it, right? And that was done by CISA. It's the first thing that needs to be repealed overnight. And Trump, by the way, signed that into law. If Hillary had been powered, she'd signed it, there would have been a revolution in the United States. But Trump was brought in to manipulate the white working class in the United States. That's why he was brought in. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so let's do a quick prayer, because I, I love to do prayers, yes. and you're talking Thank all you. about raising the frequency. So infinite intelligence, great spirit. We just send so much appreciation right now to Dr. Shiva, Shiva for president. And we just bless him and keep him safe, that his journey be, his path be lit, that his intuition be heightened, that he knows who to have in his cabinet that he can trust, and that the light go back into this world, into this nation, that the frequency of love and of peace and of harmony and of truth be lit up in everyone's home across the nation and across the world and that the darkness it, it cannot hide it cannot hide from the light of truth and we just know that great spirit infinite intelligence of all things that you have a plan for this planet and we know that each person that is listening to this is watching is waking up and wondering what is going on and asking questions that you are putting a light in their heart that they find the truth, that they that they are guided to what is their, what we say in Hawaii, what is their kuleana, what is theirs to do. 
And one, what is theirs to do is to come together in a unified field of love, of truth, of inner strength, and of courage, of courage to do what is ours to do. And Great Spirit, we just know right now that you are holding all people in Israel and in Palestine. We just ask that you hold them with inner strength, with the knowingness that this is going to get better, that that there is a way out of this madness and this darkness. There is a way out. And Great Spirit, we just hold all of those people that are transitioning and have transitioned out of their bodies. We hold them with such appreciation for their life's journey and their courage to have gone to that location on earth to experience that in a human body. And we know that the angels and all higher beings, we know that the Jesus Christ consciousness of love is there holding that space because light is around the planet. Light is filling up the planet and the darkness is being shown to everyone. And we know that the people in Maui are getting what they need and feeling into what is theirs to do in order for the light to be shown on what happened in Lahaina. And great spirit, infinite intelligence of all things, we just give so much gratitude for this game that we came to play called being in a human body. This is only a game. And we trust in you that you are guiding our hearts, that you are guiding our actions, and that you are giving us courage when we need that. And we know that it is done. We know that the darkness is leaving the planet. And we say so it is. So, Dr. Shiva, thank you, thank you so much. And Dr. Shiva for president, everyone, please uh, check that out. And if you are, uh, please subscribe. This is Michelle Melendez with Blossom Inner Wellness. It's my YouTube. And I also have a website called StandTogetherHawaii.com, which shows all of the information about the Maui fires. You cannot deny that that was an attack. But this is a time when the light is here. We can't deny it. And this movement, this bottom-up movement, I'm I'm all in, Dr. Shiva. You definitely yeah. Have can my can vote. we play this video also, Michelle? Or do you, is yeah? Right? Which one? Sure, yeah. go for it. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's the if you go to shivaforpresident.com, and you scroll down, there's sort of our campaign video. The reason, as you're bringing that up, everyone listening, you know, I'm I really believe in action. Um, so everyone can go to Shiva for President, get a bumper sticker, and put it on the back windshield of your car. It's a lazy man's way to be an activist. But one bumper sticker reaches about 100,000 people. So if you go to Shiva for president, I just want to show people that. The other is everyone should download that. So the action steps, if people go to the shop um, on the right have, side, right above down. I've, or, I've already ordered my bumper stickers and I've ordered my cards. Yeah. So I awesome. went here. So go to the left. Yeah. 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 So this is like the simplest thing, action. And then the far right, if you click on that right there. Uh, yeah, just click on that. Yeah. So this is a very powerful bumper sticker because it's got the branding, you know, my run for president, but it says truth, freedom, help. And if you put it on the back windshield of your car, 100,000 people per day will see it. Okay, that's one. If you now click on the top on the free downloads, right up there to the right, right? One, one more over. Oh, oh, home? No, to the right. Oh, right, right. To the right. There we go. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this is for the people who are a little more, go, go down, scroll down. Um. I recommend everyone download this flyer, go to your local library. If you don't have a printer, print it on black and white, keep them in your glove compartment, share them with people. It gives people, first of all, it gives you something to do, explain, 
you know, why this is important, who is a swarm, and you can just download it. So we have, our goal is to get 50 to 100 million of these out all over the world, okay? This is something everyone can do. So we've made it easy, download it, print it, hand it out to people. And then if you go to the front page, um, uh, if you go click on Dr. Shiva 2024, yeah, go to home. Yep, that's fine, you can go to home. Um, people can also volunteer. We need to get on the ballot in every state. Yes. That's something that people can do. And notice I've I've not begged here for money. If people want to donate, when you donate, I actually give you things. You get courses, you get material, et cetera. But if you go back to the, yeah, so people should volunteer. It's very easy to volunteer. Um, and I've already signed up for own. that. I've already signed up for that. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. And then if we can just finish up with the, if you go to the home, this is a video. By the way, everything we do is run by volunteers. We're not taking... Um, I don't even know why these campaigns need to raise so much money. If you really have support, your yeah. volunteers, um, if you scroll up a little bit, let's play that video up, right? That one as we close and then we'll come okay. back and we'll say goodbye. Yeah. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? Can you hear it? Yep. Okay, good. I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are Blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment across left and right. We were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, Black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption, and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering, and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food, and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them, and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up, for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. 
Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shiva Adre, and I approve this message paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you, Michelle. I hope that was valuable, and it was great speaking with you. Thanks for the opportunity. You too. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I remember. By the way, I the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon uh, has been set on fire. So protesters are surrounded it. So yeah. this is what Zionism wants, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, so we're, we are coming together, you guys, for a better world and, and booting these demons, this darkness, uh, because they don't care how many people they kill. They don't care right. how many people they destroy. And that's not Thanks, okay. Michelle. Well, we have All a solution. Right. Everyone get involved, you know, get involved, get involved, get involved. Thanks, Michelle. All Be right. well. Aloha. Much aloha. Thank Bye. you. Be well. Recording stopped.